Hello, you have homed in on the Bearded Beacon. I'm Seal. I'm Chris. And we're back for more yes, of we are. Season 2. Yes, and today we have a special topic, um, getting away from kind of, you know, honestly a little bit of depressiveness, um, if that's a word, from the last couple episodes. We're getting into a, a fun topic today, not probably what you'd expect. Uh, today we're we're going to delve into the world of... Ciurus carolinensis. That's right. Otherwise known as the common eastern gray squirrel. So you're mm-hmm. kind of run-of-the-mill tree squirrel. There's there's more subspecies than that in the U.S., but that's your kind of common gray squirrel. We've we've had a lot of offline discussions about squirrels, and if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that my favorite word is squirrel. It is because it, his you know, favorite word is squirrel. It, yeah, because of you know the ADD thing. I. I get on a topic and I get going and then something out flashes out of the corner of my eye and I go, oh, squirrel. And then I'm concentrating on that now. So we decided to do an entire show about it because Chris has actually come up with uh, quite a bit of information on the little guys and he's got his own theories um, about the squirrel population, about the squirrel world and their agenda as it concerns I even have us. a little story that I'm starting on it and it's like a horror story. So it, yes. it'll be fun. It'll be yes. fun. I've seen some of the drawings. It's 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 going to be cool. So with that, hopefully, hopefully hilarious. But that's what I'm hoping for. Because I mean, let's yeah. face it, squirrels are funny. Yeah, they're vicious little monsters, but they're funny. I agree. They are quite humorous. Do you have any squirrel stories? You know, I do. So let okay. me let me. I'll kick it off with my my classic. Well, actually, actually, hold on one what? second. What? Let's let let's just say that like. There is going to be some weird stuff that we're talking about with squirrels, but I, I in no way condone any like harm towards a squirrel. No. Uh, and yeah, so this is not a call to arms or anything like that. No. This is just a, just a like an exploration into the world of squirrels and what they're doing and where they came from and what their significance is in with everything else that we're doing. So right, that, yeah, I mean, that's what we're yeah, we're about. not saying go out and start killing squirrels, you know, unless you're squirrel hunting. And it's, you know, a legitimate thing for food or population control. But in general, leave the squirrels alone. They're just trying to get by like the rest of us. Don't go out harming animals. So, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, we did want to get that disclaimer in. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So, you had a nut squirrel? Can I can I tell my squirrel story now? Yes. All right. So this is, oh, man, this is over 20 years ago. This is a long, this is this is in another lifetime when I was at, uh, in, in what I like to call college part one when I was at uh, Texas A&M. Uh, I don't know. I was a, I don't know, maybe a sophomore or a junior or something like that. It was, I was still living on campus. So yeah, it had to have been one of those first three years. But anyway, Texas A&M, the main campus in College Station, it's a beautiful campus. Uh, you know, tree-lined streets and walkways and shrubberies everywhere and pecan trees and oak trees and these wonderful manicured shrubs and, you know, beautiful green grassy areas. And it's very nice. It's very pretty just to walk around. But so it's nice, you know, when you're trudging from class to class, at least you have, you know, nice scenery, a nice aesthetic to uh, participate in. And you probably hear my dog crying in the background because she wants to go out, but she's going to have to wait. She's staring at me. So we'll see. Hopefully she won't get too rowdy. If she does, we'll pause. Anyway, so I'm walking from class to class on a nice spring day. And as you do, down this nice tree-lined path with the with the shrubs on either side, just enjoying the good weather and you know, that it wasn't particularly hot or humid that day in College Station, so it was nice to be outside. I'm trotting along, and I hear this, I start coming up on this one bank of shrubs, and I hear this rustling and chittering sound, and I was like, oh, 
sounds like a squirrel. And so I get up next to that shrub, and I guess I got a little too close to it, because, you know, people are, you know, it's a lot of people between classes walking by, so you kind of move out of the way. And so I sidestepped a little bit, and I guess I got too close to the shrub, and this little squirrel jumps out, lands on my foot, and he stands there on my shoe and stares up at me and shakes his little squirrel fist at me, like, get off my lawn! And chirping and chattering. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, oh my God. I just stopped dead. I was like, ah, what do I do? And he just chirped and chittered and shook his little squirrel fist and was so angry at me. And then he turned 90 degrees and jumped back into the shrub. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And somebody was walking towards me and saw it. And they're like, I thought that squirrel was going to bite you. And I was like, I did too. And it was funny because the there were a few people that saw it. And so the next few people that come walking by past me and then the next few people behind me I look behind me because I was like where's that squirrel and I'm looking over my shoulder and everybody was given that one part of the shrub a wide berth that saw what happened <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so from then on if I had to go down that path I, I took my bike and I went really fast <laughs> on the opposite side it's probably a wise decision sorry if you just heard a thud that was me throwing a tennis ball for the dog hey it's but life it's life, life is life so anyway that's my it's one of my squirrel stories. That's like my go-to squirrel story. Because that little sucker, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it ran across my foot or, you know, it jumped on my foot, stopped, stood there, and shook his little fist and chattered like he was an angry old man. He wanted me off his lawn. A similar thing happened to my wife when she was walking, when she was pregnant with our first boy. Mm-hmm. And she's walking up the street or whatever, and then um, she uh, she stopped, and there was, a like, at this big tree or whatever, and then she... Right as she walked past this tree, a squirrel jumps out. A little baby squirrel jumps out and jumps on her leg and actually grabs onto her pant leg. Oh! And she's just standing there, and she's not sure what to do, and it's staring at her, and she's staring at it, and she looks around, and there's a cat nearby. So the little baby squirrel's afraid of the cat and ah. jumps to the nearest person to save her and save it. And Yep. So eventually the squirrel just decided, oh, this isn't a tree. I'm jumping off and jumped off, ran up the tree. So oh, that's that was too funny. funny. And then I had a pet squirrel for about two months when I was in, like, some sometime in high school. It, basically, it just got knocked down by a storm, whatever, and I picked it up, and I took it in, and then I fed it for a while. And then eventually I just let it go, and it hung out in the trees in our yard for a while, and then cool. finally just disappeared. And, yeah, just went off on its own. So that's about it for squirrel, personal squirrel stories, other than squirrel hunting. I did do some squirrel hunting, but... I know yeah, you did. It wasn't any fun. So, yeah. well, I mean, squirrels a lot of work, you know. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of reward there in yeah. you know squirrel meat, but some people love it, so it is considered a delicacy in some places. Yep, yep. But yeah, I get it. So yeah, so you you saved that squirrel. So and in a way, Sophia, your wife saved the squirrel because you know she rescued it from that cat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you two are probably safe from the squirrel apocalypse. I, I think they, you know, they'll they'll show you mercy. Yeah, we, we hope so, yeah. but I, I don't know. If I'm outing them with my story, I don't know if it's going to be yeah. how safe I'll be. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you may you may mm-hmm. upset the apple cart. So tell us, what have you found out about said squirrels? Yeah, I know you've been doing research, and you've sent me a few things, and we've, yeah. kind of, we've, we've sent a few articles back and forth because we keep finding stuff and thinking it's funny, but you've, you've found some interesting things. So, so tell us yeah. a little bit about what you found, Chris. It's pretty cool. We'll just start off with like, the significance of squirrels within like a couple of different mythologies here. Uh, there's one Norse mythology, and and the center of Norse mythology is around the world tree. 
Um, you've probably seen it in Thor and all those things, how they describe it and everything. Mm-hmm. But within that world tree, there is a squirrel called Ratat Oscar. I thought you were going to say Ratatouille. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Ratatosker. Uh, and I'm probably butchering how you pronounce it, but basically this squirrel, also known as Drill Tooth in Old Norse, um, it's basically sp- spreading malicious gossip between an eagle at the top of the world tree and a worm, an angry worm, beneath the tree. Um, so he's learning every single... Like as he's running through the tree and everything, he's he's making up insults so that he can piss off both of them to see which one will destroy the tree first. So you got this worm dragon at the bottom eating the roots of the tree, and this eagle getting pissed off and flapping his wings and knocking all the leaves off the tree. So and anybody that encounters the squirrel, the squirrel will bark at them, and it will be. The bark will be every insult that actually would be heartfelt towards that person and the most insulting or degrading thing that could possibly happen. So basically, any normal human that would come up against uh, a squirrel would basically want to kill itself immediately. So squirrel barks at you and you want to kill yourself. And then, yeah. You, you become so depressed and you, downtrodden. You're that, so wow. depressed and... Like, oh my gosh, you pointed out everything that is possibly wrong with me, and then you'd want to just end it. So so it's kind of like Yojimbo, where he's playing both sides against the middle, and then if somebody yeah, comes at him, if somebody comes at him, instead of a sword, he has his, his bark. Yes, and, nice. and the fact that he's the size, he's a gigantic, giant thing, like the size of a bus, so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The size of a bus. Essentially, yeah. A short bus or a big bus? Big bus. Wow. There's another one in in African mythology named Miko. And Miko is like the opposite of any cute little fuzzy squirrel that you've ever seen. And it started growing and growing and growing. And then in order to to prevent Miko from um, uh, just like attacking all men, it was specifically against mankind. It it hated mankind and it wanted to destroy it. And uh, yeah. It okay, just, yeah. Well, now now we're getting into now we're getting into the meat of what you and I have been talking about offline is this yeah this idea of a squirrel apocalypse mm-hmm. and then like this this giant this uh, this other guy actually picked up the squirrel and started calming the squirrel and then eventually turned the squirrel into the size that we see today and oh no with the reduction in size of the squirrel the reduction in hate kind of kind of happened too so oh, I see. Yeah, it was pretty. It's crazy how that happens. I mean, just as just the weirdness of everything in the um, mythology and like my little ideas that I had. I mean, I didn't. I honestly didn't know about these two guys before I started writing my little squirrel apocalypse story about squirrels basically taking over the world and ah. destroying everything. Just basically destroying mankind is what they would be focused on. So this is like a happy, kind of a happy coincidence, a happy accident that just reinforces your idea that yes, there yeah. is there is some there there is something there. Mm-hmm. There's some validity to the idea that the squirrels want to bring about our ruination. Yeah, and there's um actually this year in Deltona, Florida, speaking of squirrel attacks on mankind, there are three people injured in a squirrel attack in a Volusia County senior living facility. Okay. <laughs> so basically, a squirrel ends up getting into this senior living facility and uh, running amok and like sending like three people to the hospital. What? <laughs> 
It's just insane. Amuck, amuck, amuck. I picture the oh. Animaniacs. Amuck, 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 amuck. Pretty much. And it wasn't a rabbit squirrel. It was just a squirrel that got trapped in there. And then I don't know if it was, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just be funny and let this squirrel in. And I'm going to try to keep it as a pet. And then it got loose. But it's just crazy. And then in Chicago, uh, there's there was a um, like a uh, an attack, but it was funny because it was this guy. He was warned. Uh, he's a council member, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was warned about aggressive squirrels. And this this will have an effect on how effective you thought you were being on your bicycle, there, Seal. Uh, so the, he was warned about these aggressive squirrels, and uh, he's riding his bike, and it, everything goes black. Yeah. He wakes up, and he's got, like, several injuries. He's needing to go to the hospital, and he looks back, and there's a squirrel stuck in the spokes of his bike. Oh, my. So the squirrel kamikazed him, and basically, before he could do anything about these aggressive squirrels, it <laughs> leapt into the front wheel of his bike, lodged himself in the spokes, and sending sent him over the handlebars. So oh, man. Was, <laughs> he had to have multiple surgeries to recover. Uh, it's just... <laughs> it's just crazy that the squirrels would do something like this, and like I'm sure. Well, well, it's like we out in the hi- like out in the hills. Ca- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. We'll we'll say that it's like a an accident, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Air, I'm doing air quotes here because you know that works on radio. Yeah, accident. Yeah, that, just I picture Doctor Evil. Accident. <laughs> go ahead. I was to say. Well, you know, it's like we get you know, especially here in the where I'm at in the hill country, we got deer. And they just, man, they will run right into your car. Like, they'll be standing on the side of the road, not moving. And you'll pass by, and they'll, and they'll just, ah! And run and smash. And you hear about them smashing into the sides of cars all the time. Of course, you hear about them getting hit head-on because they've run across the road. But I've heard quite a number of stories um, since I've been here. And it actually happened to a friend of mine at church. A deer ran into the side of his truck. It waited until he got right up next to it, and then wham! So I wonder if it was trying to do the same thing, but didn't realize it was a bicycle. Or was it not a bicycle? <laughs> If I got hit by a deer on my bicycle, I don't think I would survive it. Oh, yeah, you'd die. Yeah. Well, people get killed in car wrecks all the time, you know, hitting deer. Yep. A deer will, a deer will darn near flip a semi if it's big enough. You know, one of those great big boss ones that hit semi hits it at highway speed, man, it'll tear it up. Yep. But enough about that. I do have a story about taking out a squirrel. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Oh, no. What is it? So, remember my dad's uh, blazer, that blue Chevy blazer? He had the big one, big 4 by 4 Yep. So I was driving that through the neighborhood one day, and it was over in Walnut Bend, and on the one back long street. None of y'all are going to know what that is, but Chris knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's just yep. a tree line neighborhood street, you know, typical neighborhood houses, trees, whatever. Lots of squirrels. This is in Houston, and there are a lot of squirrels in Houston. And I'm just driving along. I wasn't, you know, just tooling along, 30 miles an hour, going do 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 do. Squirrel runs. I see it. It runs. There's a tree on one side of the street and a tree on the other side of the street, about even with one another. And this little guy, I guess, wanted to go from one tree to the other. So he runs down and he runs, starts running across the street. And it was, it was too late for me to really hit the brakes and stop. But it was, I was still far enough back that I could swerve. So I just turned to the left a little bit because he was running across going to the right. So I was like, I'll just, you know, swing this way opposite direction, let him pass. Well, as soon as I start to do that, he stops and freaks out and turns around and darts back the other way. And so I yank the wheel right and try and dive for the curb on the right side so he'll go back to the left. And as soon as I do that, he stops and ah! and runs back to the right. And I yank back to the left 
And then I looked in the rearview mirror and, well, he didn't make it. I felt bad. Yeah. It was, I was totally not trying to do it. I was trying to not hit him. It was like just the perfect storm of not enough room to stop, but just enough room to swerve. And so this, this whole thing happened in the span of a few seconds. It was like left, right, left, boom. Oh, damn. I'm sorry, squirrel. And kind of from then on, if I think about it, I think that was when I started noticing that they noticed me. And maybe the squirrel that jumped on me at, that, that, you know, yelled at me at A&M, maybe he was a cousin or something of that guy. Because this was before, this is when we were still in high school. Anyway, I digress. It happened. I'm not proud of it. Yeah. But I've admitted to things I'm not proud of on this show before. I've said stupid things. No, never. And two episodes ago. Oh, that. if you're listening to this, as you're listening to this podcast, there's a whole lot of time warp thing going on because we're, you know, we're actually recording, what, a month ahead or something. So as you're listening to this podcast, the episode I'm referring to where I said something stupid was, I don't know, probably four weeks ago. Four or six weeks ago, something like that. It was the second episode. It was the it was episode two. It was the one where we were talking about um, good and bad of 2016 and how you, you just <laughs> and and how I'm an idiot. So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We're not going to say what it is. We'll leave it at that. Here's a bit of trivia. If you know what it is that I said that was stupid, tweet us. Bearded Beacon at Bearded Beacon. Tweet us. Let us know. Tell me. Call me out in front of the whole world. I just want to know if you're listening or not. Okay, you can go on, Chris. <laughs> All right. Um... On a larger scale, uh, in Europe, uh, there's a guy, he's been tracking squirrels, and like, uh, he's been actually bit, tracking threats to the in- infrastructure over there, and um, in the area that he's in, there's a, there's been like a major problem with squirrels and, and their attacks on the infrastructure. So like power losses and that kind of thing. Uh, squirrels have have created problems 879 times within a year. 879? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Three years. In, within three years. In three years. Okay. Uh, still. Still, that's almost and, 300 a year. Yeah. And there's like, uh, in that time, birds, 434 times. Snakes, 83 times. Raccoons, 72 times. Rats, 36 times. Uh, Martins, that the bird, yeah. uh, 22 times, and frogs, three times. <laughs> My goodness, the squirrels are a menace. I know. It's like it's more than all the other uh, wildlife combined. They, they're destroying the, the thing. So, and that actually tops any um, cyber, cyber attacks that have happened. Seriously? Yeah. The, yeah. the squirrels are out hacking the hackers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They, it, see, I th- folks, I think we're onto something. So watch out. Squirrels, we mean you no disrespect if you're listening, but you know we're on we're on to you. We got our eye on you. I wonder what that's interesting. I wonder. I'd be curious if someone did a stu- that study here in in North America because I wonder. You know, with the as with with the state of our decaying infrastructure, you know, here our roads and bridges and power lines and all that stuff. I wonder. You know, with our squirrel population, which is tremendous. Yeah. I wonder what kind of damage. You know, if it, I'd like to see it broken down that way and see what the squirrels are actually doing here. I, I bet we'd be surprised and see that it's, you know, much more than we think. Is they, oh man, I got, an, okay, I got another squirrel story. All right. Because that leads right into shock and damage. Well, damage anyway. So mm-hmm. I had um, my my townhouse that, that I sold um, last year had a, there's a bunch of oak trees around and there was a huge one right across the sidewalk from my patio. And we had squirrels, I mean... I swear the squirrels outnumbered the birds in that neighborhood. I mean, they were thousands of them everywhere. But we had these giant oak trees, so they had you know this great place to live, you know, and acorns and all that stuff. And we had acorn palooza every spring, and um, 
So it was just a, it was a natural haven for squirrels. And there's, you know, very few predators around. There's some coyotes out on the golf course that was next door to us, but they couldn't get up in the trees. So, you know, um, so I had this, my patio was, it was about, I don't know, 12 by 12 or so, uh, you know, concrete patio, but it had a, a wall around it, a wooden wall that was about seven feet high. And so one Christmas, we actually had Christmas dinner at my house. And I had the whole family over to over to my house for, for Christmas dinner, and it was a big deal. So I set up, you know, I had the tree, I decorated the tree, I decorated the house, I put lights up, I put, and I had these uh, shotgun shell Christmas lights, and I think my friend Moose gave them to me. And okay. so I was so proud of those shotgun shell lights. I loved them. So I hung them up, I strung them across the, on the inside of the, uh, the patio fence, the wall. I strung them along the top, you know, and had a, you know, so I could light them up and look at them. And it was kind of a conversation piece for Christmas Day. They're like, everybody's like, are those shotgun shells? Oh, my God. I liked them. So I just left them up. And section by section, those little squirrels started coming in and chewing on the wires. They ate those wires apart. I mean, to the point where sections were falling, not just breaking, but chunks were falling down on the ground. And it was, and it got to a point where it was like, I need to just take those. Because at first, it was like, okay, I can go out and fix that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I need to go fix that. So I, I got the stuff to fix it the next day. And... They'd eaten another section. I was like, ah, forget it. And I was like, I'll just, I'll take them down. And then, of course, got sidetracked. Squirrel. Haha. <laughs> the metaphorical squirrel. Yep. So a few days ago. I mean, so it's, uh, time goes by and they just keep eating sections out of it. So finally it gets to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave those up there and I'm going to see how long it takes those squirrels to destroy those. And it took them about a year, but they destroyed them. So finally pulled <laughs> the remnants down and threw it all away. But yeah, I mean, they destroyed that. Stuff. And, and, and this was fun. The wall, as I mentioned, was primarily made out of wood. There was a couple of brick pillars, but the main structure was was wood. Those little bastards ate two chunks out of the top beams on one run of the of the patio. They got up there and just chewed them, and I mean, chewed big chunks out. You know, like six, seven yeah. inch long chunk of wood gone. And it was the squirrels. They just got up there and chewed, chewed. And it's like, well, how do you know it was the squirrels? Because I saw one of them doing it. I looked out, and sure enough, there he was, perched up there, just digging so that's when i started letting the dog out on the patio a lot yeah like when the weather was nice which Mm -hmm. wasn't often for houston but you know those nice days where the temperature and the humidity are just right i'd i'd just leave the patio door open and the dog running in and out and i'd sit there next to the you know patio and enjoy the the fresh air and so she'd keep the squirrels at bay cool she didn't care about squirrels at all unless they get on her turf and then she's like oh hell no right yeah right but yeah so squirrels infrastructure destructive it's insane Stop the insanity. Watch your nuts. Uh-huh. What else you got? I think that might be about it for squirrels. Wow. We've exhausted that. So tell me about, um, you're, you're writing a story. We, yeah. we talked about it a little bit, a kind of horror comedy story about squirrels. I've seen some of the some of the initial drawings you've done. Um, yeah. What's the, do you want to tell us what the gist is? Do you have enough of it fleshed out or do you want to, you know, that you're comfortable? Can you tell us what's the gist of the story besides squirrel apocalypse? I mean, is there, you know. A protagonist is it or is it just a series of random vignettes where squirrels are terrorizing people or, or what's what's going on there currently it's just a series of random vignettes where squirrels are terrorizing people okay. and it's more for me when i'm having downtime when i'm not working on the third rail so okay and i'm trying to get the third rail up and running as my web comic now so and that'll be probably debuting within probably by the beginning of april so really yep i'm very excited about that i'm trying to get a few pages ahead, and I have it written out enough so that I can do that. So uh, I just need to finish drawing it and get it finish, up there. 
working out my how I'm going to do things, and I pretty much have. And I just got a couple of new things the other day, different kinds of papers and that kind of thing to try to make things work quicker. And yeah, so nice. It's all process. Yeah, yeah. I noticed you've been working on uh, your character designs, kind of changing up the way you draw and stuff. Is that for this specifically, or are you just trying to learn that in general, or what's up? Uh, it's for this specific specifically. Cool. Yeah, and it, they'll roll over into each story and everything, and Neat. like. The first couple pages of the first vignette of the squirrel thing is very, uh, I say, more comic, comic-y mm-hmm. versus reality, and, and I'm trying to trying to work it all together and make it work. So you know what you need? It's just I, in my head. What's Here, that? Well, I say you need it. You know what I want to see? I want to see squirrel. Pick your squirrel. Pick your villain squirrel versus the Vorpal Bunny. That would be fun. Who's gonna win that fight? Uh, I don't know. Ratatoskr versus the Vorpal Bunny. Mm. That could be a difficult fight. I want to see that. Because he could just depress the bunny so much. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, but does... Okay, that's the question. Does his power work on the bunny? Can he make the bunny so depressed? Well, he can talk to eagles and dragons. And, yeah, and make the... Yeah, so... And piss them off, so... Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Interesting. Squirrel wins again. I mean, who well, would be vor- afraid? Well, Bunny, Bunny's going to have to like get. He's going to have to get the first shot in. Yeah, he gets the first shot in and be fine. But yeah, have you seen how alert squirrels are? Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> and like, if you think about it, like if you think of a squirrel that would be the size of like even a Saint Bernard, it would be the most deadly creature on the planet. I know, like the strength of its jaws. Uh, it can climb a tree, mm-hmm. like and rip a tree apart with its claws. Its reflexes. I mean, by that. Yeah. By the time it gets that size. Well, and then, yeah. I mean, look like, at what they did to my patio. And have you seen a squirrel jump? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite things to do was watch the squirrels jump from tree to tree at my at my townhouse because there's mm-hmm. like another tree over near the one that was right, you know, up against my house. And man, those suckers would jump. I mean, they jump 10, 12, 15 feet. Just shoom. Mm-hmm. It's like that one, that one poor squirrel that I tagged with my dad's truck. The only reason he was on the ground is because that jump was just a little too far, and he knew it. Otherwise, boom, he would have just jumped. And then there's flying squirrels. Oh, my God, flying squirrels. They can call in airstrikes. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend that had a flying squirrel, a little sugar glider. Yeah? Yeah. My friend Adam had one, and tell the story. He's like, yeah, I th- always thought, he's like, I thought it would be cool to have. So I got it, and it was awesome. But what I didn't realize when I got it was they're nocturnal. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'd be trying to go to sleep at night, and that little guy would be flying all over the house. <laughs> Yeah, it's, ah, yeah, it's just, and they're smart too, so I, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Beware the squirrels. Beware the squirrels. Beware the squirrels and be on the lookout for squirrel comics from Chris. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of your squirrel comics and where you post your art, because we're talking about that, Chris, where can folks find you if they want to see, you know, if they want to hear from you, what your thoughts are, if they want to see what you've been drawing, drawings, where, where can folks find you, man? Well, there's two main places right now. You can find me at r10 creations on facebook or you could find me on instagram also r10 creations cool and then soon i'm probably gonna pick a actual comic site to uh expose my comic on so that it'll be easier for people to read excellent and that'll probably either be um taptastic or maybe both maybe smack cheese and taptastic okay so cool and we'll we'll keep everybody posted on that Mm-hmm. And it, you, yeah, our Beatered Beacon <coughs> site. Every once in a while, I'll throw something on there too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Bearded Beacon on Facebook, and uh, like us, follow us there. 
and then also on our our Twitter handle at Bearded Beacon because um, we we post whatever we're doing. We we don't post a lot, but whenever we do something, we post it in both those places so you know what's going on. And if you wanna if you wanna find me, I I don't know why you would, but um, if you wanna know what I'm up to, um, Twitter and Instagram at Seal Adams S E A L E A D A M S. Yeah, um, for all your drone needs or yeah, video you, needs. Yeah, or. I, I post needs. a lot. Yeah, I, I I post a lot of um, I post a lot of pictures of my dog, but I also put a lot of my drone stuff up there. So I'm getting my drone business started um, in earnest this year. So um, if anybody needs any videography or aerial photography or anything like that, hit me up on the Twitter or the Instagram and uh, let's talk. Or SealAdams.com actually uh, is my website. It has all my well has some work samples on it and um, stuff. So whenever I do something new and cool i try to get it up there too so anyway hooray for self-promotion yay yay my dog is crying and begging at the door so i think it's about time i think we've exhausted the squirrel conversation don't you i think so i wonder if anyone stuck with us all the way to the end hey if you stuck with us all the way to the end like email us uh bearded beacon at gmail.com or tweet us uh, at bearded beacon because we want to hear from you and know you know know you're listening oh and we're still big in slovakia oh that's excellent yeah our numbers have actually have gone. Our, our numbers have gone up there. So, yeah, I have. I can look at the numbers. I can look at the map and see, you know, where people are by country, and and then in the U.S. I can see everybody is by state. We have a lot of listeners in California. I'm surprised. Cool. Yeah. So that's neat. So give us a shout out, whoever you are, listeners, whoever you are. Just give us a shout out. Tell us where you're listening from. We want to know. And then feel free to ask us questions. We might actually answer them on the air. Actually, Ooh. we would because you know that's just how we are. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to know something about us or an opinion or just some random question, shoot, ask us. So there you have it. Squirrels and podcasts and apocalypses and all that good stuff. Well, sir, I think that's about it for today. Okie dokie. We'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeehaw. So until that time, I've been Seal. I've been counting my nuts. And you take it easy and listen for the beacon.